What's up, people? Welcome to our brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson, one of my favorite What's people up? on the planet. Uh, we have Nate the Train joining us in a little bit. <laughs> can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. I want to thank some of our sponsors, Speedweed. Listen, marijuana is legal in California. Get it delivered right to you. Don't leave your house for unnecessary reasons during this pandemic, okay? Go get it delivered to you. They'll take care of you. They got all kinds of stuff. They got THC sex lube. They got marijuana. They got edibles. Mention roasted, you get 20% off $100 uh, uh, more. Also, people, I got to talk to you. Uh, we got support for MMA Roses brought to you by Manscaped, which is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. It really is. They offer precision engineering tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for grooming experience. Okay, trust me. I've, I've tried shaving my balls before, and that's the worst. When you nip <laughs> it or when you like – because you, it's just, and then you got to explain to a girl like what that. Oh, it's it's not a a sore. Uh, I I did it from shaving my at a, or you know, and you want to get groomed down there. I've had girls go down on me and then get hair stuck in their mouth and spit it out. And it's like the worst during a blowjob. It's like when a girl has to go like remove a. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a rite of passage. <laughs> it, it's it's what you actually like that? No, I'm just saying when you're a kid, that's when you realize you need to start trimming your balls. Is when that happens. Yeah, you know? which is why they've redesigned their electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. Yes, it's called the Lawnmower 3.0. Okay, it's a third generation trimmer, features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Okay, millions of balls are now allowed to be nick free. Okay, Magania's seen most of them. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Manscaped advanced skin safe technology all right accidents are a thing of the past okay with manscape okay their water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower which is great because that's when you want to shave your balls is in the shower all right you kill two birds with one stone the water goes the hair goes down the drain boom all right and they also have uh the coolest is their lead light led light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer more precise trimming okay because you, you, you got to take care of it okay trust me all right, trim that junk of yours, all right? Trim it, and you get 20% off and free shipping with the code uh, ROASTED20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you, okay? Get 20% off, free shipping with the code ROASTED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping. Okay, I'm telling you, they sent me this stuff. I mean, look at this. You got, you got the ball toner, all right? You also have the hair and body wash, which is, which is great. Uh, you, they, got, they got the electric trimmer. They got all kinds of stuff. Okay, they, they gave me boxer shorts. I mean, it's just, it's awesome, all right? All kinds of stuff they gave me, all right? Uh, and I'm telling you, it is awesome. So, uh, so, 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 so check it out. I actually use it. Babe, do we have that thing that they sent me? The, uh, yeah, all right. Well, can you, can, you, can you bring it over? Okay, my yeah. wife... My, I'm telling you, all right. This look, look how look how great this is. My wife's actually helping me out right now. Look at this right here. Boom. All right. This this stuff, manscape. This is like this is gonna change your life right here. Look, look at the LED light. How how fucking cool is that? All right. So uh, order it today. 
So what's going on, Greg? You did your first uh, your show last week. You did your headlining set. Via My Zoom. first solo set, uh, yeah, since the pandemic, yeah. And how did that go? It was great, man. You know, it really, and this thing, I did it very differently. For me, it was about doing an actual stand-up show, which meant standing up. Yeah. Uh, you know, these Zoom shows, I originally, the very first one, which I did with you, I tried to do standing up, and it was a disaster. Yeah, you ran off. I, yeah, I was like, no, nah, you know what? This is not working, and I shut it down. Uh, and and I hated it. I, I was, but then I realized with the Zoom experience, it's better just to sit down like we're doing now and be comfortable. It's better for the Zoom experience. But I wanted to do an actual stand-up show, and that's why I was like, you know what? I got to do all the – I called it the hits, which are basically all the big bits that I've done that I know are 100 percenters. They're not jokes that are, you know, are new or untested or, you know, stuff that I like, you know, sometimes I, I mix it up with the new stuff. This was all just boom, 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 boom. That way I would feel comfortable knowing these are jokes I've done a thousand times or more. And it worked and it went incredibly well. I streamed it exclusively on my Instagram live and on my Facebook live. And, uh, and I, I mean, it was, it went great. I did it uh, about an hour, maybe a little bit more. And it was really, it was great to be back on my feet. Doing uh, real stand-up. By the, the way, if you guys don't know uh, Greg Wilson, he, aside from myself, is the most underrated comic in the country. Uh, he's never failed. Like, I cry while laughing at him. He's oh, you're the best, man. You know him. He literally makes me laugh. If you want to uh, take time to, to search him on YouTube, he has some of the best. He's one of those dudes that I, I think one day, like, you're obviously finally hitting as an actor, which I'm really happy, but as a stand-up, it's going to be one of those things where people are like, oh, he's an overnight success. And people that know you are like, no, he's been doing this for 30 fucking years and just murdering night after night after night after night. Uh, all, he's a comics comic. All the comics run into the room to see him. And uh, I highly recommend him. Uh, he's one of the people that constantly makes me laugh. I actually like whatever. I, I mean, a lot of times I'm on the phone. Comics are up there. I'm doing something else. I'm like, oh, I got to watch it. <laughs> so, uh, so, so, the, so I highly recommend him. Um, Thank you, brother. Uh, I did a Zoom show last week. Um, I did well. I did. I do my headlining set on Friday night. So if you want to see me on Friday, hit me up for the link. And uh, and uh, you know, it, it was cool. We had a lot of fighters and porn stars and all kinds of old friends of mine watch. Uh, we also Tuesday. So I booked Camilla Cleese, who's a really funny comic, and she's staying with her dad, John Cleese. So all of a sudden, John Cleese joins the zoom show and um that's just amazing that's just a, you can't plan that you can't ask for it it's one of those things that just has to happen no and, and normally i have this background right i i, I have this background i'll show you I have, this is what i this is like my my comedy background so john right. please looks at my window and goes is he a magician <laughs> and that was just and i've been laughing like all week at just at that simple brilliance of like like, oh, what is he? Is he going to do magic? And like, I've been laughing all week because of that. It's just one of those yeah. things where like certain people are just, I don't know. They're just, they're just funny. They're inherently hilarious. They don't even have to try. And John Cleese is just one of those people. And I'm sure he does have to try, but he's just so fucking brilliant. Like one thing he says, you're just, I'm laughing for a week. You know, I, I yeah. just appreciate people like that. Uh, well, the so guy's, the guy's a legend and it, you know, the kind of energy and confidence that comes with being a legend is unimaginable, you know, and it's just the second, it, you know, you feel it the second he shows up, you're like, oh, you know what I mean? The excitement level just goes up. It's but pretty it's amazing. Like, but it's just that, that goofiness, you know, like he has that goofiness, funniness. 
And also I was telling my wife, I'm like, I've been laughing. All he said was, is he a magician? Cause he saw that I had, like, I'm going to do magic on zoom, you know? It's just like, and she's like, well, he, he has that, those, those, those fresh eyes, you know, where it's like, he sees everything for the first time, which is what makes it really funny. You know, yeah. like, um, so that was, that was awesome having John Cleese there. Uh, and then let's just talk about some fights. Okay. First of all, there's great fights this weekend. Tyron Woodley's fighting Gilbert Burns. We're going to yeah. get into that whole card. But so Mike Tyson, right? <laughs> Mike Tyson is all of a sudden coming back. Uh, yeah. He's 53 and everyone's really excited about this. And I'm not, okay? Because I, I, I saw how Tyson was in his last couple of fights. He fought Kevin McBride. He quit his last fight. Before that, he fought, some, I think he fought Danny something. He was not, and that was when he was training. Then he yeah. smoked weed for 15 years. And now he, he looks great. I don't know if he's on TRT or whatever he's on, but let's just keep the mic tight. It's not going to be the same as when he was 18 years old murdering people. <laughs> I'm, I mean, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm nuts. But Dana White is convincing him to not do it. And here's a guy that's still giving Diego Sanchez fights. Okay, so... <laughs> Well, you know what's so funny? It's like when we first talked about this subject, I was kind of excited about it. I was like, I want to see this thing. But then I realized, you know, he's well into his 50s. 53. Yeah. And, and I was like, you know what? That's not safe. This isn't golf. No. You know, this isn't tennis. Even tennis isn't safe at that age, you know, with what it can do to your ankles. This guy's going to go get punched and punched at, at, at 53 years old. It's at a certain even, point. Even now, Michael Jordan. The on, safety issue. Even Michael Jordan on the Hornets. So what did he play for the, who did he play for? Or the, the Warriors, remember? No, it was the Wizards. The, the Washington Wizards. Wizards. It, it was still kind of like, uh, and that was, and he was still scoring 25 points a game, but it wasn't Michael Jordan. And he was like, Three years that passes prime at that point. Yeah, or maybe it was the Hornets. Was it the Charlotte? No, it was the Wizards. He ended up. I was confused too. He ended up buying the Hornets. Bought the Hornets, and then he bought uh, the Bobcats, right, or something. And well, they turned into the Bobcats. They changed the name of the Bobcats, and then I think they went back to being the Hornets. I don't know, or something like that. I don't know. I was watching the Last Dance, confused. So, but at the same time, Tito Ortiz now says that Mike Tyson's people have contacted him about fighting, and. Now I'm excited again. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll fucking watch this fight. I went to disappointment and you went back to excited. How did this All right. happen? All right, now you got me. Because now I'm curious as to who's going to win this fight. Because everyone's saying After- Tyson's going to kill him. Is he going to kill him? I mean, he, had, he took 10, 15 years off. Tito's been training. Tito's not known as a boxer. Uh, he really doesn't win yeah, it. No, but even after t- that last Tito fight that they did, the horrible, I mean, that was tragic. He beat the, he beat the pro wrestler. The it's last tragic, one. dude. It's he not, I, I'm sorry. Won. I don't fight. I don't think it's fun to watch anymore. I mean, after that, cause I remember that, that big Tito fight that they, they, you know, the, the big cut. Okay. I was excited until it happened. No, and then I was Adele. sad. That was Adele looked terrible. Tito looked good in that fight. That was I thought he Chuck. also looked terrible. No, he, he, he fucked up Chuck Liddell with like three punches. I know, but they both looked just so old. I don't I mean, know. Tito versus I'm against it, and that was one of the things that turned me against it was that fight. I was looking forward to it. I was like, yeah, senior league. No, 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 I no. I no. I, uh, all right, so that's one I'm thing. I'm against it. All right, so now John Jones has retired, according to him. For two years. Because I guess what happened was they were talking about Jones. Or, is he, or as the league calls it, a permanent suspension. 
Well, what happens is they're saying him versus Nganu, right? And, uh, and everyone's – and they're talking shit to each other on, on Twitter uh, because of what happened with Ben Rothwell. And he says, oh, well, I'll have a – and you know what? I'm curious for that fight too because, look, if Jones comes in at 230, he's, a, he's got the highest fight IQ in MMA, maybe in MMA history. He's never lost. And Ganu's lost tw- three times. Um, Jones has great wrestling, underrated wrestling. He's got the speed. Obviously, Ngannou's got the strength, and he's got the power. But does he have – but is he, he going to gas out after one round, and is Jones going to beat him? I'm curious for that fight. I am. However – Do you honestly think and, – and because you're right, the advantage would be in the wrestling. Yeah. Do you honestly think that John Jones could hold down Ngannou? Because I don't think he could – even if he got him on the ground, I don't think he could keep him on the ground. Uh, I mean, a 230-pound John Jones – 240-pound John Jones? Just because he's heavier doesn't mean he's necessarily stronger. I mean, we're talking about the best fighter of all time. I mean, yes, there's some asterisks because of the, because of the steroids, but he's never lost. And you look at John Jones, who he's beaten. He's beaten everybody. I mean, it's not like he's the guy who's been ducking anybody. Everybody they put in front of him, from Shogun to Rampage to Prime Rashad Evans to uh, DC twice to um, – I mean, Tiago to, to, to Anthony Smith, they, they, OSP, they've he beaten everybody that they put in front of him, okay? Yeah. Ryan Bader, Chael Sonnen. Let's, let's look down the list. He's but never- I would say you look at all those, and it's a much better matchup than the physical disparity he'd be facing versus right. Ngannou. But he knows that. He, he knows. He even says. He even said to Ngannou, you have to land. Your slow ass isn't going to – he's going to have the, 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 the brightest guys with him. He's going to bring in monsters to train with. I don't know. I, I don't know if he beats Stipe. However, so his point is that he's willing to fight him, but the UFC is not willing to pay him more. So he's like, fuck that. I'm upset about this because they should pay me more for the super fight. Now, here's my thoughts on this. If it was anybody else but John Jones, I would say you're right. But we're talking about a guy that has made the UFC look terrible Time and time. Multiple times, yes. They literally took a fucking event from Las Vegas and brought it to Los Angeles on three days' notice and lost all kinds of money because he failed a fucking steroid test. A guy who who hit a a woman that was pregnant and fled the scene, came back, got his drugs, fled the scene again, tested positive for cocaine, drunk driving during a pandemic, shooting guns. I mean, it just the list goes on and on and on. So – I think when you have that, you can't really say, well, you're not treating me fair. Because right. if it was another sport, they might not let you come back in. If it was the NFL or the NBA and he pulled this shit, they might just say you're out. Yeah, you're banned uh, for life. Yeah, they don't give I a mean, shit. I mean, they might ban you for life. Boxing, they would let you come back in. I well, mean, I tell you that- what, no other sport would give you this many chances that's for sure. And if we talk about the way these deals are structured, don't, I mean, normally part of the deal is the percentage of the pay-per-view. So really he should just be counting on that to say well, they need to pay me more is, I think is, is, you know, not is delusional. You well, know, he's underpaid. He is underpaid relative to boxing or whatever, but everyone has to understand. Well, look, the UFC is, is still a, a, a new sport compared to boxing. Boxing has been around since, 
1800. But you can't call it a new sport anymore. It's a global phenomenon. The numbers are huge. They have Reebok clothes that are sanctioned by the... the, I would like to see people get paid more. Uh, Yeah, you're right. And John Jones should be getting the kind of money that boxers get. Well, you know what? If he'd stayed clean and played the game, he would be. So, I mean, you can't make exceptions for a guy who's living by the consequences of his own actions. So, so So he says, I'm walking away. Chael Sonnen says, oh, well, walk away, don't drive away. Uh, That's a good one. Good one, Chael. And then John says he wants Jan Blakovich next. Look, I know that Jan won his last couple fights, but why doesn't Reyes get a rematch? That was a very close fight. Most people had Reyes winning. Um, I had John Jones winning three rounds to two, but it was close enough to warrant a rematch. Or Thiago Santos is also a very close fight. I don't think Glover Teixeira and Blakovich I think those are the easier fights for John Jones right now. For sure. Um, and, well, and maybe that's why he wants them. But I think Reyes, Dominic Reyes, deserves that rematch immediately. Based I just on- don't understand why he would want I, – I don't know. I don't know. Like the Ngannou thing and then like, all right, well, then I'll take one of these guys. Like, like what? You don't get to dictate terms. You just announced your retirement and you, every time you fuck shit up, you don't get to dictate terms. It's yeah. so crazy. He, the guy's delusional. He is. He is delusional, but I honestly think at a certain level, like, that delusion serves him. I mean, how many I, – I mean, like – The delusion has served to ruin his career. But also that, serves to make him. Like, he – I mean, for a guy to be like, I'm the best in the world and, and to do whatever – and I'm going to do what I want, like, it's also that is what kind of drives him and fuels him. I hate to say But you it. can say that all – every fighter thinks they're the best in the world. That's number one. Okay, but some of them manage to fucking keep it together and actually just have a career. I mean, and if you want to talk guys that have managed to do that, just look at uh, Mayweather. You know, here's a guy that in his sport, he could have been a fucking, you know, going off and breaking all that, but he didn't. He held it together. Oh, he went to jail for domestic violence. Uh, right, but still, he was never caught using the drugs or anything. So he has an undefeated record, was never suspended for any of the... Didn't but he served four months in jail. I mean, you know, man, I mean I'm just there. saying yeah. it can be done better than what he's done to call himself the best that's ever... You know, it's like, then you should have held your shit together. But he didn't. Well, now it's- Conor McGregor has been he's tweeting out that he's the best of all time. McGregor has been... And uh, he said he's easily going to know the best of all time. I don't think so. First of all, he's not active enough. Second of all, he's, he's been beaten. Jones has never lost. And then he says, well, if you factor in the, uh, the, the PEDs, takes him out of the thing. Okay, fine. Maybe you do that. But Fedor. Fedor beat prime Mark Coleman. Beat fucking prime Crow Cop. The list of guys that Fedor beat, I would put him ahead of, uh, of McGregor. And then also I'd put Khabib. Khabib beat you. And Khabib never lost. So you got to put him ahead of you, the guy that just made you tab with a neck crank. Uh, so then well, have- that's the other thing. I mean, and Khabib's story isn't even finished being told yet. It's probably not even halfway being told yet. So, I mean, Khabib, I think by the time he's done, will probably be remembered as the best. And then you have Anderson Silva. I mean, his title reign was insane. Uh, insane. His run. And again, I'm one of those people that think the only reason Anderson Silva ever lost during his, his run as a champion, was because he kind of wanted to. If you watch that fight, he was completely careless. He was leaving himself. I mean, he kind of, you could tell he was a man that was like, somebody beat me. I just I want to I, I don't think anybody I, You, you can say that all you want, but watch the fight. He was a very careless. He was, he, 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 was, 
Yes, he was putting his chin out there. He wa- I'm telling you, man, he was a guy that wanted to lose in that fight. He as far as Griffin, though, and not far as Griffin out. So he was doing that same type no, of No, I know. I know that's kind of – but if you watch the fight, it's, I'm telling you, it's different. It's different than his normal showboating. He was being careless, and he got caught. And it's all, I, to me, it was indicative of a man who kind of wanted out. Uh, I, would, I would put GSP's reign over McGregor. I mean, he's. I think he fought better guys, uh, better guys. Yeah, but with the injuries, it's like I feel like we never really got to see the rest of the story. Yeah, but if you look GSP. at the guys he beat, I mean, he beat the Matt Hughes. He beat uh, he beat Josh Thompson. I mean, not Josh. He beat uh, Josh Koscheck. He beat uh, he beat the prime. I mean, John Fitch. He beat Jake Shields. He beat uh, Johnny Hendricks. Although I thought Hendricks might have won that. I mean, the the guys he beat were. Was was pretty damn awesome. You beat Bisping. Yeah. I mean, he came back and beat Bisping. I would put GSP, and then the Demetrius Johnson. You could argue that he had a better uh, a better run than McGregor did. Just a lighter guy, but the, the way yeah. he dominated. I think that McGregor. I think McGregor made the greatest of all time as far as packaging. Certainly, the um, most famous of all fighters. Greatest of all time in terms of the guy, the the greatest promoter, the greatest in terms of creating uh, the energy of the event and getting people who were not in any way MMA fans to want to watch it. I think by far he was the biggest personality, and I don't think we'll ever see a personality bigger than McGregor. By far the biggest personality and one of the greatest fighters, but I don't think you could call him the greatest because of the losses. And he also came into from Ireland, though he was a, a big fish in a small pond. You know, I think if I think if McGregor was from Missouri, he wouldn't have had that same. You know, he was carrying a whole country on his back. When you when you when when you're the best guy from a from a small area, you attract that. Especially with, I mean, they're the most loyal fans. It's crazy. Like like when Ricky Hatton came over to box. Yeah. Like all of Manchester came with him. Right yeah. when McGregor comes, Ireland's just like we're going to Vegas. Right, you take any American and you take them over and put them in like Ireland. I don't know how famous they are. It's like his entourage, his girlfriend, his side chick. I don't, we just don't travel with people. We just don't care. Maybe we expect well because also we expect people to come here. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's like especially when you made Vegas kind of the epicenter of the sport. It's hard to be like, uh, you know, do I really want to go? To Dublin, or I can just wait till he fights the next time because it'll probably be right here in Vegas. But even like when the U.S., when like Michael Jordan and them, when they when they went over to to, to play basketball somewhere else, I mean, they, we just we just don't go. We just don't we just don't travel with people. We just don't. Maybe we maybe we're jaded or you know get excited or whatever. Well, so, you know, uh, you never you know when it's your own, you never take. It's almost like your hometown. You, your hometown's always the last one to treat you like you're a star. You know, everyone else will treat you like that before your hometown. It's just the the way it is. You know, with Americans, we're like, all right, cool. I mean, we're just nonchalant about our own. It's the way it is. Who's the biggest American fighter right now? Let's say who's the best, who's the biggest star out of America in the UFC? Uh, Um, First of all, we can't even name the person. That's even sad. I mean, is it Daniel Cormier? Is it Steve? Is it uh, Colby Covington? Colby Covington, right? Let's say Colby Covington is the biggest star. Kobe goes and fights in, in Brazil or in Ireland or wherever. No one's going with him. No, absolutely. <laughs> Nobody's following him. Well, but again, these other, you know, McGregor was great at being a star. You know, we again, when it comes to the persona, the personality, he was a great promoter. These guys, they're great fighters. And Kobe is a great promoter. He's got a ton of personality and everything. But then he went in, you know, and 
got Even beat. When Tyson was the man. Tyson was the man. And when, when he lost to, when he fought in, I think he fought in Japan when he lost to Buster Douglas. Nobody went. Yeah. Just, we just, I don't know. Americans, I don't know if it's a lack of uh, pride in America or whatever. Or just maybe it's, it's, it's bigger or whatever. But anyway, this week. So uh, Woodley versus Burns, right? So I hope Woodley wins. I'm on Team Woodley all day. Of course. Of course. Uh, he has a new single out, which is pretty good. <laughs> it's actually really good. He said it to me. It's really good. Uh, his rapping's hung a long way. Uh, okay. Burns, Listen, I, I'll believe you. I, I don't know. I'd have to hear it for myself. Burns is on a 5-5 winning streak. Just knocked out Damian Maya, beat Gunnar Nelson, beat OAM. Uh, his last loss was Dan Hooker, right? Uh, he, he's got three losses, right? So I look at his losses. Dan Hooker. Woodley hits harder than Dan Hooker. Um, and he lost to Rashid Magomedov. I'm not going to count to Pazeras because that guy was on, like, ridiculous steroids. Um, so Rashid kind of beat him wrestling. Uh, what, what's the game plan for Woodley, you think? It's a knock him out, right? I, you know, listen, to me, I don't – I feel like they, they found someone to fight Woodley. That's what it feels like to me. This guy's I good, don't, though. This guy's really good. I'm not saying he's not good, but, I mean, he's one of those guys that's like, really, is this the best guy for Tyrone Woodley? I, I, I just don't – to me, it, it, it feels like they found a guy to fight no, Tyrone he's Woodley. a dangerous guy on the ground. He's like a world-class jiu-jitsu. That's what I'm saying is that Woodley's wrestling might be negated by this guy's jiu-jitsu – then it becomes a striking contest. But usually so, you know that, that the wrestling negates the jujitsu. Well, yeah. I mean, well, you know, six in one hand. But I don't know. I, I hope that uh, – I hope Woodley wins. I, I think he's going to beat him striking. I, I do. I think so too. And I don't I, – I don't know. To me I, – I, and maybe I just don't know much enough about Burns. Right. But to me, it seems like they found a guy to fight no, this against Tyrone Woodley as opposed to necessarily – putting together a match worthy of Tyrone. No, this guy's worthy. For real. For real, for real. He's just knocked out Damian Maya. Um, yeah, again, you say that as if Damian Maya isn't a thousand years old. <laughs> he beat Ben Askren. Again, I gotta go back. <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're not blowing my skirt up with these references. All right. Also, in heavyweight division, Augusto Sakai versus uh, Blago Avanov. Now, Sakai's 14-1, beat Arlovsky, beat the guy with the diaper, Tibera, beat Chase Sherman, lost to uh, Czech Congo. First of all, I met Czech Congo, by the way. I go, hey, nice to meet you. I'm Adam. He goes, I'm gay. And I go, oh, okay. And then he goes, just kidding. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, comedy doesn't always cross the, cross the pond that way, you know? <laughs> all right. I mean, we like those jokes, too. I think they just got a frame up. I feel like it was a little bit lost in translation. Like, if he had a better command of the language, it might have come off better. It was like, I'm gay. I'm kidding. I make jokes. <laughs> uh, Blagov lost to the Black Beast, uh, although I thought he won that fight. Uh, he beat Rothwell, beat, Pi, beat Ty DeBusso, lost to JDS. This is a good fight because it's two guys that are, like, heavyweights that are both – like fringe guys, like top yeah. five, right, right there. Let me ask you about this. Cause it seems like the UFC is trying to rebuild the heavyweight division. 
They are. Like trying to put now, is it just the heavyweights are more available for these fights, or are they <laughs> just trying to bring them more front and center? Because they all, one of these guys really had a big heavyweight star in a long time. So First it's like all, really Brock Lesnar was the last oh. big heavyweight star. I'm saying star here, the kind that everybody's like, you gotta see it, you know. Well, what I'm worried about is that there's five fights in a row, five weeks in a row of fighting, and. The U.S. has put a, a sanction on Brazil. You can't come from Brazil anymore because of uh, coronavirus. Right. So okay. what's going to happen with half these fighters? Because yeah. a lot of these guys are from Brazil. Yeah. So I'm actually uh, curious as to what's going on. What's up, people? There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner at betonline.ag. That's right. NASCAR is back. And BetOnline has hundreds of games, events, and sports to still get in on. You can even bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC, or even participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, a March Madness-style NFL simulation tournament you can enter for free. And coming up next Sunday, BetOnline has ex-Chicago Bulls Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges joining them to discuss the Michael Jordan documentary on what they call After the Dance. Visit the website or use your mobile device and join today to receive your new welcome bonus and check out all the action. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Yeah. All right. So before we uh, break down the rest of the card, we have a guy who got his first UFC win right here. <laughs> Nate Landwehr. We had him on the podcast before. Uh, he's doing awesome. Huge fight over Darren Elkins. One of the best fights I've seen in a while was screaming at Dana White during the fight. Going, Dana, Dana. What's up, y'all hear me good? We can hear you, man. We can hear you. Right, yeah, brother. I can hear you yelling. I like that shit, man. That's what I try to do, just be entertaining, man, and put on a show for everybody to see. Now, now during that fight, I can hear you from my house, actually. Uh, <laughs> now, now, by the way, did that fight go exactly how you thought it was going to go? Hey, man, happy Memorial Day, too, man, by the way. Hey, God. You too, you too. Celebrating, um, man, yeah, man. I figured, figured, uh, as soon as I got the call weeks ago, I knew that. I mean, you're talking about Darren Elkins, he's made a career in the UFC for 10 years, you know what I mean? We're talking about a real veteran, and I knew I was bringing it, you know what I mean? So it happened just like I knew. I was hoping to finish him, but he does tough as nails. I was hitting him with some shots, I was hitting him with some big, big shots. Now, did you know that? Did you notice that Dana wasn't paying attention? Is that why you kept yelling at him? No, man, Dana was paying. It was all paying. There was nothing else to do. It was like, I don't know, something to say. I mean, it was weird because it was just something that had happened. And I was just like, damn, there's Dana right there. And it's quiet. And I just, I don't know, it just happened, man. I was like, Dana? Yeah. When you were yelling that, like, you had just cracked him. I mean, solid. And you turned yeah, around up, and man. started yelling. Yeah, you started yelling Dana. Now, were you surprised when you turned around and he was still standing? <laughs> Man, no, we knew coming into it, dudes as tough as they come, man. We're talking about a real veteran, bro. I mean, we're talking about a fault the who's who's. I mean, he's fought everybody in the featherweight division. If he didn't fight you, somebody that he fought had fought you. And I mean, I just did as well as anybody on the planet. What did uh, what, what did Dana say after you to, to you afterwards? Oh man, he was just hyped up, man. It's mainly just the impression I left. He knows. Next time, they might be thinking about a fight. All of them, they think about putting a fight together. They're thinking, who's going to bring it? No question asked, no matter where is it at on the planet. 
yeah. I'm bringing it. No, I was, I, mean? so, I was so happy for you, man, because I know that like you won seven fights in a row and you were kind of a big deal in Russia. I mean, you were the M1. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched some of your fights last night in Russia. First of all, you come out and you start spitting in the air. Like, is that water? Like, how do you get that spit? This like water, that? man. You know how to do You know how they used to do it back in the day, the WWF shit. And I mean, I, was, yeah. I, I remember, I remember, this is how I fight. I'll be like, when, if I ever get my chance to do some fun shit, I'm going to do that. Because I might never know what's going to happen. <laughs> so you might as well have all the fun you can, man. I remember as a kid thinking, man, if I could fuck around, put my hand behind my back or spit up some water. Or it, you never know, man. It's just like, that's what I loved about being over there in a the fight game with uh, the Russian company, man. I throw T-shirts out and shit. We just can't do that. I don't know if I could do that at UFC, but I used to come out, throw shirts out, throw sunglasses, and just give shirts to kids in the in the audience, man. And that shit makes impressions, man. Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can if I can find it because I was watching it last night and I was I was dying because first of all, you have this one thing where you're like it's like you you you, you took the Rocky Four soundtrack of him Bro, and just wait for the beat to drop and everything, man. To spit the water up. I mean, just have a great <laughs> fucking time, dude. I mean, I just I love my life, man. I just enjoy my everything that I do. Fighting is what I am. It's not really you know what I mean. Other than that. It's just me living my life. It's just me. When I okay, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I hold on. Let me see if I can get this. Hold on. I gotta figure out how to do this. All right. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Share screen. Well, and that kind of showmanship. I mean, people love it. People love it, especially when it's real. You know what I mean? You guys see this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I was in Russia, man. Oh, the most crazy. Some crazy experiences that you can't even put into words, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad I got to do all that first, man. Here, look at the uh, uh, Olympic Stadium in Moscow, Russia. Yeah. Wow. And then somebody. The Republic of Indonesia, man. That's in the Republic of Indonesia right so, so, now. Yeah, right here. Hold on. Did you come out and, and you wear these sunglasses and then you're spitting up like a, like a fucking psycho? Listen that, this looks cool. Rips his shirt off. Do the devil look. The, being in those ropes was so cool, man. That shit felt like, that shit felt so crazy being over there. With the ropes and the atmosphere. Now, your t-shirts, were they in English or were they in Russian? Oh, man, all of my shit. Just me, man. 100% America. Right on. We took pleasure in if anybody met us for the first time and we was the only Americans they knew, we was holding it down for the reputation. You know what I mean? We was holding it down for the Americans. That's great, man. That's awesome. No, it was it was it was pretty awesome. One guy was running from you at one point during the fight. Man, you yeah, usually I call it the Nathan Train Trot, man. I get the trotting in there, get the jogging a little bit. And uh that's one thing I didn't I didn't really I got into a zone of walking Elkins down. I probably should have pushed the pace a little bit more. I think I had more. I, but I've been fighting five rounds for a minute, so I got to be able to co condense my everything into three rounds. So once we get there, I got more, man. No, it was awesome. awesome. Now, your first fight against Herbert Burns, you were doing all right. And then he caught you with a knee that put you out. Uh, well, man, we, we rehearsed that, man. We, we did that like... <laughs> The whole week leading up to it, we was chilling, bro. I didn't want to come out with too much, you know what I mean, too much. Everybody's on my wagon, you know what I mean? I was like, bro, we're going to get this first one out the way, get all right, the haters on board. That's what I thought we, happened. 
Yeah, and then come back and fight Darren. You know what I mean? Was that the yeah, first dude time? knocked me smooth out, bro. It ain't no big deal. I didn't feel it. Was that the first time you ever been knocked out? Yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, I did. It was like one of the things you always see people crying about it. But like, bro, I didn't even feel it. It just, well, you know what I learned from that deal? Even knocked out cold and in a different, no matter where I was at, like in a different dimension, I was still trying my hardest to stand back up. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And keep fighting, yeah. bro. That's what, I, that's what I got. That's what I learned from that shit. I'm well, going to keep trying to get you. Well, you came back, man. You came back with a vengeance. Uh, a lot of people would have been like, were you worried that you were going to get cut from the UFC after that? No, man, hell no. You know what? I was just, I did it the right way, bro. I fought everybody, man. I fought the hardest people on the planet besides the UFC. And I just held my own and did very well and just smashed on an elite veteran. You know what I mean? We're talking about a guy in Darren Elkins who's fought everybody. Yeah. yeah. He's a legend. Now, you said that you were, you could taste Elkins' blood? Bro, I don't know if it was, I know I wasn't, I wasn't badly. It was like, I didn't have no blood. I had a little cut right here in my mouth. But I just kept spitting out blood. It was like, just, it was his blood, bro. It was a bloody ass. <laughs> I was trying to spit blood out. I mean, it was crazy. Good for you, man. You ever been walking and step? You ever stepping like in a little, like a, a water puddle or something where you walk in and like, and that yeah. little sound, you get or have like wet shoes and you're walking, like how it sounds. That's what it sounded like when I was hitting them. Because the, all the blood, bro, it Ooh. sounded nasty. It was crazy. Now, it they, was some cool ass shit. Nate, what's your background? Did you wrestle in high school or college? Or no, nah, man, I used to run. I played football, ran track. I wrestled uh, two years in high school. It wasn't really my thing, man. I was more of a football guy, but I always enjoyed a fist fight for some odd reason. I mean, think about it. I was. It's like in high school, it was weird because like, it's like if you had a good game on Friday, had a real good game. I'm talking about stand out, did good on Friday night, but you got to like a fist fight on Sunday morning. What are you going to be talking about on Monday at school? The game or the fight that you got in. You know what I mean? It's just fighting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, though? No matter how well you did in the game, and you could have scored touchdowns, interceptions, you still telling everybody about the fight that you had on Sunday. You know what I mean? When right. you get to school. It's not about how did how well you did in the game. So I think fighting's always been a home for me. The first time I ever did it, I knew it was like, damn, this is cool. This is something. Now, and now, now what are you at, based out of Tennessee? That's where your camp is? Yeah, Tennessee, Clarksville. My boy's Wild Side Fitness over here, Clarksville, Tennessee. Baby, that's what we do. Have you thought about going to like a bigger camp? I just beat a guy from a bigger camp. Yeah, so you're like, fuck I that. I just like, beat a guy from a huge camp. Yeah, got it. By the way, you're, I didn't realize that your your wife is a, a beautiful uh, uh, African American. She's beautiful though. She's a sick. She's just Gorgeous. a beautiful. Lady. You, do, are you, you guys, you guys gonna have to running around here right now. We're out here celebrating. It's actually my nephew's uh, birthday party and the uh, Memorial Day celebration. Nice. Are you guys going to have kids? It's the whole thing. Here go my brother right here. Say what's up to him. What's up? What's up, what? man? How are you? Yeah, we out here celebrating, man. Just living this life, man. I'm as real as it comes, man. I'm just celebrating my life, you know. Living it how it is, doing what I would do if. I'm just acting like I would in my living room on national TV. You know what I mean? I'm living life once, twice, baby. How long have you been married for, by the way? Seven years. It was my anniversary, the night of the fight, actually. Wow. Wow. Are you, you guys going to have kids? Oh, yeah, for sure. Hopefully. I mean, if God blesses us with kids, we'll have kids. You're going to be a good dad. Yeah, it'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Having some kids and shit. 
fights. Now, did you grow up fighting with your brothers a lot? Were you scrapping with your brothers? Is that how it started? We had a whole gang of this misfits, I would call now, just some just cats that just, just wanted to do some shit and had uh, idle hands, what you would say, and we just in the day, we kind of something to do. Now, you, you, uh, you, you called out this M1 guy, but you didn't know his name. Um, is there anyone else that you should that you, you, you want to fight next? You know what, man? If I could fuck around and get a good fight with somebody quality, I would love it. I think I've just made an impression. And I was getting, I was, I was getting talked by by some major people. I'm on this interview right quick. Come here. Yeah, man, anybody. I would love to have, like, a big time. Whoever, man. I mean, it'd be cool to get a top 20 guy. Or whoever, you know what? Whoever they want me to fight. It'd be nice to uh, fight Ricardo Lamas or like somebody like that. Somebody's gonna bring it. It'd be yeah. good for me to fight somebody that there was a notoriety like that. That was, I mean, that's just me hoping. It'd be nice to fight the champ next. Something happens, and I'm like Rocky Balboa, that bitch. I mean, if we're talking. Well, what, what about the guy from uh, from Arkansas uh, the, with the camo shorts, Bryce? Well, whatever they like. If the UFC wants that, and that's what they want, man. Any, I mean, anybody they feel like. You it's and Bryce Mitchell. Point. I feel like that'd be a good Southern scuffle, right? You and Bryce. That would be a fight. That would be a great fight. <laughs> he just just he just dominated uh, what you call it, um, yeah, uh, Rosa. Yeah, dominated old buddy badly. Charles Rosa. It's yeah, yeah. New, it's a new look. It's a new look era of people coming up in the rankings. Yeah. Well, you definitely made an impression, man, and you made the kind of impression that the UFC usually bumps up to the next level. So that's, I mean. I think you got. I think they're definitely going to test you next time. It's I, think, be, I, hope, I mean, Elkins was a test, but hopefully, what I did was ultimately what happened was last Saturday is I said goodbye to the prelims, homie. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm thinking. I, I said know. hello to. Uh oh. Were you worried about training. Dana getting a, a restraining order against you? Because it seemed like. <laughs> no. No, all right. Because it seemed like he was kind of scared. Like, who the fuck did we let? No, dude enjoyed it, man. You know what? I made an impression. I don't know what kind of impression it was, but I know I left an impression, you know what I mean, for sure, man. I might got a little memory, a little bitty space that might make him laugh sometimes about damn it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. I got it. If he thinks of my name, he definitely could know my face for sure. You know what I mean? I got a face with the name at the very least. Are you are you having a party back there? What what's going yeah. on? Oh yeah, we're celebrating, man. Isn't it supposed we're to be social distancing and like aren't there six people allowed? I feel like there's like hundreds of people behind you. I was joking about that earlier. We're over here asking. I was I was joking about the Fourth of July. I was like, isn't it funny and ironic how we're we're scared and wonder what the government wants us to do about celebrating Independence Day? Like really? Yeah. Where? You gonna tell us what we can do on a on a national holiday, homie? Come on now. Yeah, we're well, free it's, men. It's Memorial Day though. Just so you. We're free men. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I always throw a big, I always throw a big celebration on the Fourth of July. Like a hundred people come, and uh, right. that's what we're talking about. Are you gonna do it's that again? Oh yeah. <laughs> can they're I tell you, man? When you came out there with all that swagger, you know, whenever you see new guys with all that swagger, you're like, uh oh. This guy's gonna get this guy, and then by the end of the fight, I was like, "Okay, this guy's the truth. This yeah. guy's got it. This guy's uh, you really you made yeah, a yeah. out of me, bro, for real." Man, appreciate it, man. That's what I'm doing out here. 
I'm out here just trying to entertain, get one fan at a time, make believers. Like, damn, you want to see me fight again, huh? Oh, for sure, that man. Was, I, that I was, was the mission, man. man. Now, are you a big Trump supporter? Are you a big Trump supporter? Man, I don't know, man. I mean, I just think that he's what we got right now, so I'm good with him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he's did some foul shit, but I don't know. I don't know, man. I te- I keep my hands free of all that. Fuck it. I'm going to keep working. Hey, you know what? You, exactly. You know what I mean? I'm going to keep following my political own guys. rules. No matter. It's like whoever the president is, we all going to keep doing what we're going to do anyways. Exactly. What's it going to do? Yeah. It's like, come on. Nobody's doing that job, right? That's a hard job. It's a fucking crazy job to have. The president of the, of the world. You know what I mean? Basically. <laughs> He thinks so. <laughs> You're hilarious, man. You're a funny dude. You know what I mean? Though know, it's like who could do who could do that job? Nobody could do that job. I can't do that job. Fuck that. Hell no. Yeah. No, but yeah, but back to what I was saying though. A lot of guys in the showboat when they first show up and they wind up getting clean knocked the fuck out. You see well, that I got a lot of showboat. Smooth out last fight before this one got knocked smooth out. Came back like it didn't even happen. Yeah. I call it the- like the cornerback vision from football playing ball, the cornerback, you know, and they got short term uh, memory. That yeah, yeah, you gotta forget you know, about that and just go on. Get called on, fuck it, I got called on. It's all, I'm about to come back, intercept this bitch, and take it to the house. You know what I mean? That's me. I'm about to come back every time. Where did you meet your wife, by the way? High school. Wow. Oh, right on. Wow. We've been together. We've been together for a good long time. Damn. We met in 06. Wow. Wow. There you go. She's a very beautiful lady. Yeah, she's my wife for sure. I wasn't gonna marry no ugly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, though, for real though. Come on, you got one. That's like your one job as a human, finding a partner. Yeah, not right. to marry an ugly bitch. <laughs> you know, everyone's job is not to marry an ugly. Everybody bitch. looks pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, people fail at that though. People do marry ugly bitches all the time. So. <laughs> yes. Yeah, some ugly bitches are very nice girls, though. I mean, everybody has. <laughs> Listen, you want a girl? You want a girl that's gonna treat you like a king? You yeah, know? I mean, some of them, they say it. What is those saying? An ugly wife makes a happy wife, or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's the saying. Sure. I was like, I'm gonna give me. I'm gonna be happy with a beautiful wife, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, listen, man. Uh, keep y'all, see, y'all got anything else for me, huh? Nah, man. Just fucking, just checking in, seeing how great you're doing. Fucking. Yeah, man. Anytime else, y'all want to. Uh, Get me on the show, man. Sh- uh, shoot me a message. I'll come on and shoot the shit with you anytime. I love that. By the way, who do you like this week? Are you like uh, exactly. uh, you like Tyron Woodley or Gilbert Burns? Shit, I'm going to go with Burns because his brother KO'd me. So I'm like, shit, if they keep – it's like if when you get beat by the team that wins the Super Bowl, it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we got knocked right. out the playoffs, but they won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Of course, I right, want right. everybody to do it. Yeah. I'm going right, to go with Burns. What about Kelvin, Kevin Holland versus Daniel Rodriguez? Holland's fighting again. Yeah, he was like, he was like on your card, Kevin Holland. He's fighting like he fought May sixteenth. I guess he's like, Fuck, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm gonna go with him, back. man. I'm gonna go with him. Uh, also, Brock Weaver, who's a Native American guy who got. Oh yeah, I know this dude. He got knee. He fighting? He's fighting Roosevelt Roberts, the guy that Vince Michelle beat. Uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the Brock dude. Hey, I'm gonna go with him. He's a wild card. I like his personality. He's another psycho. Uh, Hannah Cyphers versus Mackenzie Dern. Mackenzie's the one who uh, Greg. She had the fake accent from Brazil, but she's not really Brazilian from Australia. She's, I'm gonna go with her there. Yeah, I'll go with her. Yeah. Prodigy. <laughs> she, she beat Gabby Garcia. Um, Hannah Cyphers lost <laughs> to Angela Hill. Knocked out by yeah. Macy Barber. 
Uh, Caitlin Chukagan is fighting Chevchenko's sister. Now she lost to the champ. Now she's fighting her younger sister. I'm gonna go with the girl, not the sister, the other one. Chukagan, really? Chukagan, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go with her, hell yeah. She grunts really loud. She, when she hits you, she goes, she goes, ha, ha, ha. Like you could- Hey, what up, baby? They say you're so beautiful. Look at him. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Are good, you very, how about you? Good, are you very proud of your man for winning? I'm so proud of him, he did great. We're on that gangster shit, baby. And you guys- He definitely does, since... he's been stressing me yeah. out. And you guys have been together since high school, huh? Yes. Yeah. Wow, look at that. So you're the only girl he's ever been with. That's amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> right. I love everybody who says everyone's like, yeah, we'll go with that. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, okay. shit, all right, guys, man. I'll see y'all next time. <laughs> oh, that's where you're leaving? <laughs> all right, thanks, man. I'll talk to you later, brother. Take care. Right, Bye. <laughs> Way to make it weird. <laughs> you're the Michael Scott of MMA interviews. <laughs> so he's never had sex with anyone but you then, huh? I mean, both of, both of them were like, uh, we don't talk about that, actually, Adam. <laughs> All right, so. Because uh, I don't know if you did the math, but he said they've been married for seven years, but he's known her since 06. Okay, so that's 14 years ago. So that leaves some, there was, it sounds like there was some, some spotty back and forth thing there. So way to step right in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. You said it too, and he's like, "All right, we'll see ya." <laughs> Thanks for the interview. I gotta go be awkward with my wife now. <laughs> All right, let's talk about. By the way, uh, so one of my favorite characters, Mike Perry. You know Mike Perry? Oh, sure, Platinum Mike Perry. So he says he's done with coaches, and uh, and in his corner is gonna be his his new girlfriend for his next fight. Well, I could say right now that is a plan for success. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, all great championships are built on firing your coaches and hiring your girlfriend. I mean, just look, let's go back to Rocky Four, okay? When Drago basically started listening to his wife and not everybody else, and we saw how that worked out. I mean, listen, there, there's no better strategy for success than firing your coaches and hiring your girlfriend. <laughs> Not even the girlfriend that trains, like the new girlfriend. Right, um, like just the hot girl who's like, telling him what to do. Yeah, yeah. So he says that coaches can't tell him anything anyway, and uh, his girlfriend are, is basic. He doesn't – that the, the coaches can't do what he's doing in, in there, and the girlfriend's just basically going to get his water. and like. Rubbish. I will say this, though. I will say this. You know what I mean? This is such an individual sport. It's just you in there. And maybe he is the type of personality that doesn't need someone telling him what to do, just needs somebody encouraging him. And in which case, maybe it works. Maybe that winds up – maybe that, that, that is the magic formula for him. As much as I obviously want to, you know, poke fun at it, you know, at the same time uh, – You need a coach. You always, at you the always same coach. time, I would be willing to at least see how it works out first before I – I mean, obviously on paper, it's bad, bad, bad. But he's a unique guy. Well, you know? speaking of and unique so, guys, so here's, his, here, here's his thoughts on Darren Till. I thought they were friends. But now they've been going back and forth. Can you see the thing? 
Yep. Okay. X is, and I, whatever. I'll do both. All right. There so. you go. And what do you think about the idea? I mean, you're a guy who feeds off energy, stuff like that, going in there and fighting with no crowd. Till's mom too. Fuck Darren Ooh. Till. I want to fight Darren Till. I want to fight him, and I want to jump out the cage like Khabib did and jump kick his mom in the face. Fuck I Darren. I thought you guys were cool after the uh, the stall. Oh, he's a fucking piece of shit. He's a and there's nothing wrong with being a unless you just like sucking dick. That's cool. He likes to suck dick. That's why he wanted to go to the spa. Fuck him. Excuse my language. It does terrible, but I hate that motherfucker's guts. I don't like when people say certain things. I have one thing I care about all in right, the fucking so, world. And, you know, well, what, as we all know, bringing someone's mom into it is always a good idea. I, I think quarantine has really brought out the worst in people. Uh, it seems like people that are like need an outlet, like a Mike Perry, you know, um, you know, and it just seems like it's, this is not a, a very great experience for him. Well, what happened to make him hate him on that level? What did he say? Because he's saying that Darren Till said something that's obviously set exactly him off. Doesn't that say exactly what he said? Yeah, I watched. Yeah, it. And, and that's that's really what I want to know. Because when you start bringing someone's mom into, you know, you're playing with fire. You know, you're you're inciting him to a level that he would not have gone to without that kind of stoking of the embers. So you just have to wonder. What, what it was that would drive it to that level. It's one thing to have the competitive, I want to get him, you know, whatever, the back and forth thing. But you start bringing somebody's mom into it. I mean, you're playing with real fire here. You're yeah. creating an emotional tsunami. So it's, it's interesting. I'd be interested to know the rest of that story because it seems like there's a lot more there. Yeah. <laughs> you think? Yeah. I mean, that's brutal what he just said. I mean, he wants. I don't even want to repeat it. I wouldn't even want to repeat it. He wants to drop kick his mother. Like, I mean, he didn't just say he wanted to drop kick his mother. Before that, he wanted to sleep with his mother. And not those nice words. And you don't say that, man, unless you want to start a war. So, I mean, it's it's. This is wow. That is, whoo. Now, on paper, Darren Till is the better fighter. I mean, he's beaten better guys. He just beat Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely a longer record. But if he, it, but Mike Perry has been hurt one time, I think by a kick to the head, but his last fight. Before that, he seemed like his head was just rock solid. If he can yeah. get Darren Taylor to get into a stand-up punch for punch, that's Mike Perry's best shot at winning that fight. If that fight even happens. I mean, that, that fight makes zero sense. Uh, uh, Darren Till went up to 185. Mike Perry's at 170. Mike Perry, Darren Till's ranked number two or three. Mike Perry's not in the top 10. The fight makes no sense other than the fact of we want to watch two guys who hate each other bang. In yeah. which case, sure, why not, right? But that's not usually how the way the UFC works. It really is. They never give – well, I mean, listen, maybe if this were to gain some traction in terms of people talking about this kind of rivalry, then they would put it together, I think. Right. And then the other thing is that this kind of vitriol, this kind of negative energy is the kind that creates mistakes. You get in there that hot and you forget all about whatever the game plan is and you just want to kill each other, and that's when mistakes get made, and it could be anybody's game. Right, but that's Mike Perry's best shot at winning that fight. For sure, without question. Is to get an emotional response out of Darren Till to where he may he goes for too much, forgets what he's in there to do, and makes a mistake. All right. So uh, now they're making Dan Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Amazing fight. 
two bangers. That's a good number one contender fight right there. Um, love that fight. Uh, and everyone's complaining about UFC 250 because it's, you know, Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer as the main event. Nunez, who's arguably the greatest of all time female, I mean, just knock out Cyborg and beats everybody quickly. Holly Holm, this and that. Felicia Spencer is a girl who won. She's beaten some decent girls, but she got fucked up by Cyborg pretty bad. Uh, it wasn't really that competitive as well as a girl that could take a punch, you know? So we're like, what this fight is, it seems like it's a pretty easy fight for Nunez, but you never know. Uh, Alonzo Menafield versus Devin Clark. That's what's funny is the way they've already anointed Amanda Nunez, the greatest female fighter of all time. And I just feel like, I think the women's division just needs more time before you, you yeah, know what I mean? The turnover, the turnover is so fast. Cyborg. Holly Holm, agreed, Ronda Rousey, agreed. but, but it, again, it just seemed she, you know, Ronda after she'd already been beaten by everybody else, you I know, Holly to. after she'd already been beaten by everybody else, Cyborg was the one real, like that was the impressive win because everyone, including myself, was counting thought Cyborg was going to win that fight. So I mean, it, so but to me to just say she's the greatest female fighter of all time isn't really saying that much. Well, I had her on the podcast like five years ago, and before she was even considered she was in the top 10 at that point and i was like yeah. you're gonna be the next big thing just toot my own horn anyway uh but also on this uh i was gonna say of, was that the whole point of that, that? Whole point. Yeah. i thought it was leading up no there's no fucking story other than it's like time. i had it on before anybody else i was great so i said that. Yeah. this is back when okay. i thought it was straight too uh also um devin clark alonzo menafield menafield's a guy that was uh 15 years old him and his brother went to like 30 different group homes they were adopted by a christian family he ended up playing like college football, uh, and now he's undefeated nine and zero with eight first round knockouts. Um, really impressive guy. Really nice guy too. A great father. So he's a guy. Uh, These fights. If you if you're a fight fan like I am, this is a pretty impressive card because he's fighting yeah. guy Devin Clark is also really good. Ian Heinish is a guy who was dealing ecstasy out of Colorado and pounds and pounds of it after he was a state champion got arrested, was looking at major time. Hey, thank you. Uh, he ended up fl- going to going to Greece, got arrested, was putting cocaine in balloons up his fucking asshole, going to Colombia, did time in a Turkish prison, learned, joined the Turkish prison kickboxing team, became the captain, went to another prison, became a wrestler, got transferred to Rikers Island, was about to get killed for, for knocking out a gang member, and his parents put up their house and now he's he's like 11 and 2 in the UFC. He's fighting Gerald Mearshart, who's also a great fighter, nice guy. So there's a lot of like cool stuff here that, that you have to know. Anthony Rocco Martin is a good fighter against Neil Magny. That's a good fight on this. Corey Sade, like who's who's a murdering people against Aljamain Sterling. That's for like that's a great fight. Eddie Wineland, also a great fighter slash firefighter against Sean O'Malley. Uh, Sugar Shane, Sugar Sean, and and Bruce Leroy versus Chase Hooper. Chase Hooper's like 19 years old, and Bruce Leroy is the man. Look, that's a card that I get excited about. Now, is it worth $65 to pay for to the average fan? They're going to say no. But I love this card, okay? So fuck off. 
Um, well, but again, this is the type of car, and we've talked about this, about the oversaturation, and it seems like they're really running with the oversaturation thing here now that they're trying to fill this gap of there not being live sports. But I think this is a classic example of them biting off too much. You know, you're trying to make this a pay-per-view, well, and this is, this, this, is a fighter's, this is a fighter's card. This is a fighter fight fan's card, but unless you're into it the way you're into it, who has a huge podcast and follows all these guys intimately and in Definitely, you're looking at it going, I'm not paying for that. But at the same time, if they would actually like talk about Ian Heinish's background story and put a little five minute segment, that goes viral. If they talk about Alonzo Monofield's story about being adopted by, by Christians and, 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 and going to 30 group homes, people might be like, oh shit, I want to watch this. But instead, you just see. You just see people. But again, but these are guys that are still trying to build their brand. You don't have big names on it. That to me equals fight night. That does not equal UFC, whatever. I hear you, but it's also a pandemic. And it's also like they had to like put together that huge 249 card. And people are mad also at that Cynthia, Cynthia Cavillo, who we just had on our podcast, is fighting Jessica I June 13th as a main event. They're like, well, it's not main event. First of all, you're getting five weeks in a row of fighting. Five weeks in a row. Every week, there's going to be a fight. We, all right, stop complaining. If everyone just wants to complain. The NBA is But if gone. they put together five weeks, I mean, again, the pay-per-views have to be worth well, that's pay-per-view. A Otherwise, you're just saturating the market. Uh, but you know what? How many times have we seen, like, UFC 200 or something? It was, like, the greatest card ever. Every fight sucked. But then uh, we see, like, some kind of uh, – uh, like a fight like this car like this and every fight's a war and you, and it's you're crying well that's the unpredictable nature of the sport you're not going to be able to say that but a card like that is built on names people want to see fight you can't you know like the romero fight with what's you know we expected that to be a war and then they stood around and fucking you know acted like they're figuring out what to do for five rounds i mean you can't you know base it on what they're going to you don't know what they're going to do when they get in the ring yeah, it's you know, and yes, guys who are lesser names are hungrier and are going to go out there. They're not trying to protect anything. They're not trying to protect their belt. They're not trying to protect their money. They're not trying to protect their record. They're out there to fucking win and build something. So yes, but I mean that, but in order for that to work, they have to be in, in, in a position where people will watch. And when you charge $65, people aren't going to watch it. So it's not going to do any good. I'm watching it. Anyway, that's our podcast. Uh, I totally hear what you're saying, Greg. Thank you for coming on the show. You're the man. I love you, buddy. You too. Uh, you're the best. And uh, thank you guys so much. This Friday night, you could see me uh, on my Zoom show. Hit me up for the link. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a great show. I do an hour, hour and a half of material and crowd work on Zoom. Uh, just hit me up. Follow me at Adam Comedian. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Nate the Train. Take care. Bye. Tuli sans to hook chum dorpotan. Tada stotan dorpotan borotai.